Hey, Herrst, Alter, was ist das? Um, do you speak English? What is this? What is all this for? Oh, this is just for Schnitz and Giggles. Schnitz and Giggles! Welcome to Schnitz and Giggles, the podcast that stumbles upon the humor of cross-cultural confusion and life in Vienna, Austria, through the experiences of an Auslander and his Wiener. Brought to you by the Edelweiss Crackers. Disclaimer. This podcast is for the purpose of entertainment only and is not a replacement for therapy. Guten Hallo and welcome to the Schnitz and Giggles podcast. Brought to you by the Edelweiss Crackers. I'm here with my friend Lucas, sometimes known as Dr. Schnitzel, my personal Austrian expert. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Yeah, well, it's nice to have you. Thank you. And the lovely voice you just heard belongs to Mr. Giggles, as I like to call him, <laughs> a.k.a. Michael. And he's the American expat, not an expert, but an expat, spending time with me <laughs> on a regular basis, trying to figure out how to live life in Vienna. Yeah. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff uh, about life in Vienna. And kind of just for schnitz and giggles, we'll talk about culture, things we see in the city, Food, funny things that happen to us. Uh, basically, whatever is happening in our lives here in Vienna, we'll probably bring to this podcast. Yes, and for all you internationals, we hope that this podcast is going to become a resource, helps you figure things out in life here if you live in Vienna or if you're just thinking about moving here or just want to know more about this great city that we're in. And for all you local Wieners with international friends, it'll help you understand the struggles that they face on a daily basis. So, Lucas, what do you got today? Well, I think to start us off, we really need to get something straight. Okay. Because a lot of times when Americans come over and visit Vienna, they kind of get uncomfortable because they see something in the city. That not like, at the Donau. Not at, not at the <laughs> Donau, no. I mean, it could be. It could be. But they see something and they are somewhat irritated, I think. Irritated? Because okay. the question they ask, and it's a fair question to be asking, they ask, like, why are the people in Vienna so obsessed about wieners? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go full middle school boy mode in this conversation, oh, yes. I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've, I've experienced this. Yeah, so you've... Yeah, I've had, you've... I've had friends who have asked why, why wieners were so <laughs> prevalent, and, or why the word wiener was so prevalent. Prevalence, president. Well, <laughs> we know president. That could be too. <laughs> oh, don't want to get into politics quite yet. The middle school oh, boy. class president is. We know. I will cut that out. Maybe not. <laughs> well, the first problem is right here because you pronounce it the, the wrong way. That's right. The German pronunciation is Wiener because a W. The W in, in German, as you already know, living yeah. here is, is a V. It's like a V sound. V. So which comes back to the city of Vienna, in German is Wien, and something that comes from Vienna, or even a person living in Vienna, would be Wiener. So we have the Wiener Linien, it's the Viennese transportation system. We have Wiener Wald, the Viennese forest. And a restaurant. And also restaurants. There's, also a restaurant. There's, you can buy Wiener Zucker, like the Viennese <laughs> yes, sugar. You can. That's a problem for That's people problem. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But that's as innocent as it is, this word. So you yeah. see a lot of uh, on buildings, you know, something is, something is Viennese. You will have the word Wiener on it. But I'm glad that you asked this question because... I mean, I'm not sure or, if I asked this question. Or did I ask the question? Actually, I don't know. Who brought this up in the first place? We'll go listen. The reason why the Americans have this word in their language yeah. has some interesting background story. Yeah, because obviously the explanation that you just gave of why 
here in Vienna, it's so regular. Makes total sense. Someone from Wien is a Wiener. Okay. Okay. Great. Hey, what did you just call me? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. But I remember growing up in the States that uh, people didn't know that one day I was going to move to Vienna, and yet they would call me as someone who was living in Vienna. You're living in, in a Vienna city? Yeah, they were, they were, calling, they, they were prophets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so how the heck? They didn't call you Berliner? <laughs> no, no, no. They didn't call me Berliner or Frankfurter. Or Hamburger. Or Hamburger. But how the heck did middle school boys in America <laughs> grab a hold of this word and start using it in the way that they use it? Do you know? So there's two possible explanations. One okay. explanation is America is ruled by middle school boys. That's fair. But that is, I don't it's think... a funny sounding word sometimes too. So, so okay. But we can, we can dismiss that theory. Correct. The second explanation is it's the question of okay, where does the word come from? Where does the whole word that made it to the States come from? Of, of course, it has to do something with Vienna. But what exactly is it? Because I've heard in this, when, I, when I go to the States, I mean, can I go and buy some wiener? Yeah. I would think it be like, like, yeah. I mean, if you buy a hot dog, yeah. I think it'd be, it would be packaged as a wiener. Yeah. So we're talking about sausages here. Yeah. Hot dogs. Okay. Yeah. The funny thing is, if you are in Vienna and you want to order some sausage, there is something called Wiener Wurst, but it's actually yeah. not the kind of the same kind of sausage we're um, you're having in mind. Yeah, because if you have the same kind of sausage that you get in the states in Vienna, you actually call it Frankfurter. And to that point too, like in the states, there's also Frankfurter. For some reason, yeah, like I think sometimes like a Frankfurter would be like somebody's being kind of trying to be extra fancy. Like a Frankfurter is a fancy wiener. <laughs> Okay. Well, maybe correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, listeners, but both of the words are used in the States to refer to a standard hot dog sausage. But why? But why? It all comes down to this guy, Johann Georg Lana. Can you see that? (laughs) Johann Georg Lana. Herr Lana. Herr Lana. Herr Lana. This was uh, a guy. Okay. Guess where he was born or where he was from. Very German-sounding name, of course. Is he from Vienna? No. Oh. But he lived in Vienna. He lived in Vienna for a while. Okay. Yes. Is he German or Austrian? He's actually German. He's German. So take a second guess. Leipzig. No. He basically just said the answer like... Frankfurt? Exactly. Okay. All right. Just two seconds ago, you had the answer. All right. So this guy... Frankfurt. Frankfurt. He came from Frankfurt to Wien, to Vienna. His job was, I don't even know how to call it, what to call it in English. Like, how do you make, how do you call someone who makes sausages for a living? Sausage maker? I don't, great. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably, there's probably some French name for that too. Like. Yeah. I don't know if there'd be a French name for sausage maker. Maybe. So Tell us in the comments below. <laughs> yes, please. We, we need some education here. Yeah. So he was a young man who moved to Vienna. He was from like a farmer's family, but he knew how to make sausages. And as the story goes, he fell in love. Love is always important. Schnitzel love in the schnitzel life. It's the core of a schnitzel life. Is is schnitzel love. (laughs) Or in this Never mind. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Enough middle school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he fell in love with a baroness here in Vienna. As one does. Farmer boy. Wow. Wow. You like what a a story, right? Uh, Way above his status, it sounds like. Way above his status. Wow. When when is this happening? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Is that, I feel years. like that's going to really help the story. It was just two months ago. <laughs> just... So he lived from 1772 to 1845. Okay. So basically, wow. times of Mozart, Beethoven, Napoleon. Yeah, the height, the height of, of Austrian culture. Exactly. 
So this Baroness was in love with him, and she was rich too. Well, he's wild. I feel like there needs to be more to that story, but okay. <laughs> well, and apparently it was some carnal love. Because oh, boy. Come on. This is a family show. Okay. They were in love. They were in love. And um, she financed his business. He was going to start a business here in Vienna in the 7th district, which is today uh, the Neustiftgasse. We might come back to that as well at some point. And so oh, he opened right. up his own, what do you call it? He, basically like a butcher. Like, you know, like it was a... All right. Butcher. It was a butcher. It was a butcher. Yeah, a butchery. Yeah, that, is that the word for it? A butchery? A butchery, right? It's a real word. No, it'd be like a... I mean, like bakery? We'd go to the butcher. I don't think we'd call it well, a... The baker works at the bakery. Like, was the butcher work at the butchery? Or? <laughs> I don't know. A butcher would not work at a butchery. Although maybe it was called a butchery at the time. I don't think that currently we would call it a butchery. We'd call it like a meat market. Okay. Please write it in the comments. <laughs> yeah, what? Know. Where does a butcher if, work? What does a butcher work? Long story short, he made this sausage that was really popular. He mixed beef and pork, okay. which was forbidden in Germany, but it was uh, permitted in Austria. Gemischtes. Always a cheaper way to go. And so he put some, you know, some other spices and you know, pepper, salt, whatever you, you need for sausage making. And this sausage became like the hit at the end of the 18th century, I guess. Or so everybody was... Was taking the BIM down to? Did they have a, a tram at that they had point? Probably like horse, a horse-drawn horse -drawn carriage. Horse-drawn carriage. Back, Somebody back jumped then. on the horse-drawn carriage to go into Neustadt. Go, go to the seventh district to get it. Crazy how a couple hundred years later we're all jumping on a tram to go down to the seventh district to enjoy <laughs> to, some food. It's a good, good restaurant, right? Yeah, crazy. Some things never change. Oh, no, I love some it. Never I change. Love it. I just told you a guy from Vienna would be called a Wiener. Correct. A guy from Frankfurt would be called a Frankfurter. Correct. Also, anything that comes out of Frankfurt, like as in Viennese sugar, would be Wiener Zucker. Also, yeah. like if there's Frankfurt sugar, it would be Frankfurter Zucker. Yeah, it makes sense. If a Frankfurter sausage, yeah. they're mm. called Frankfurter. I'm following it. So when there's people in Vienna were hearing about, okay, there's this great new invention about this, there's this sausage, they all said, either they said, you have to go visit the Frankfurter in the 7th district, ah, okay. like the guy, yeah. or you have to get, you, get some Frankfurter get sausage. Therefore, in Vienna, you call this sausage to this day, you call it Frankfurter. Yeah. But this guy was so famous that even, hold on, Kaiser Franz Josef, the emperor. Wow, the Kaiser Franz Josef. He actually also heard of that and he ordered some Frankfurter to be brought to him to the palace. So he didn't have to get on the tram. He didn't have to go on the tram. <laughs> to go down to the seven district. Yeah. Again, some things never change. Things never change. He <laughs> called up Fudora and they. <laughs> yes, yes, that <laughs> was there around. Uh, as a matter of fact, the story goes our Frankfurt guy, the Mr. Lana. Yeah was invited to the palace to bring the first wow. bunch of, of sausages. And the Kaiser asked him, so how do I eat this? And he's like, he said, your majesty, you eat it with your hands. Because okay. he's like, should I use the fork? Should I use the spoon? What? It's a fair question. And he's like, yeah, use your hands. So, so the enough. question, yes. what palace was this at? Was it during the summertime? Hmm. Was he out at Schönbrunn? You're asking Did those... they set up a grill? <laughs> and he, he grilled them over some coals and then like carried them up the hill. <laughs> We don't know these. We things. don't know these things. I Lost to history. I would assume. We'll I would know. assume it's uh, was the Winter Palace, which is fairly close to the Seventh District. Yeah. Okay. So technically, he sense. could have cooked it in the Seventh District, and it's he just a couple, a couple like one or two miles down to the palace. Franz Josef didn't know. It's like, hey, these are a little, little lukewarm. Yeah, that's yeah, the way they're supposed, supposed to be. To be. Yes, that's the way we eat them. Yes. They don't need to be hot. It'll burn your mouth. But from then on, the emperor himself would sometimes have like a second breakfast later in the morning. 
and he would order some beer with the sausages, with the fuck for the sausages. Nothing like beer and sausage at 10 a.m. Yes, that's and that's nothing, the, the Viennese way. There's other things that don't change. Like because if you walk around Vienna, you might see some people having the first beer at 10 o'clock or even earlier. Yeah, that's with some sausage. Very true, perhaps. If you don't believe it, come here and check it out. Yeah, come visit. We'll take you to a virtual stand. Yes. So you, you might have heard the name Franz Schubert. You might have heard the name uh, Johann Strauss and some composers, sure. musicians. Yeah. They all said Frankfurt, the sausages were their favorite type of food. And because of all of that, like the emperor, the famous composers, some other celebrities, this creation, this invention spread all around the world. And where did it come from? For them, it came from the city of Vienna. Came from Vienna. And so all around the world, this sausage is known as the Viennese sausage, the Wiener Wurst. The Wiener. Except for the Viennese, they think it's from Frankfurt. Actually, it's not from Frankfurt. It's actually it's it's, from here. It's actually from here, but made by an expat, an immigrant. <laughs> Darn immigrants. And you see, like when, when immigrants come together, some say... Delicious food you get, you get the best out of the best. And delicious food is the result in the end. Man, makes me kind of hungry for, <laughs> yes. uh, to go down to the Wurstel stand. Yeah. Glad that you mentioned the word Wurstelstand because... You're welcome. Because of the all these innovations, like more sausages had been invented, they kind of came up with a way of selling those sausages. And the Würstelstand is like a hot dog stand, of course, but yeah. more specifically for all the different variations of sausages. I just learned this the other day because the monarchy had lots of, I mean, they had to fight a lot of wars and battles. It's true. And what you're left with after a war, soldiers come back injured, you know, veterans. And so some of them couldn't work anymore. So those were the ones they would be selling those sausages because huh. it was a fairly easy job to do compared to other things they couldn't do anymore, like with the previous professions. They just set up a little stand. They set a little somewhere. stand somewhere and they just got the sausages and were able to make a living from that. That's, that came about also through the invention of the Frankfurt or the Wiener sausage and other sausages. And the, the street food, I mean, beyond just the Würstelstands, like that's a, that's a pretty significant part mm-hmm. of like, Viennese city life, I feel like, like just going down and not having to stand in line in an like actual restaurant or go mm-hmm. sit down somewhere, but just grabbing something mm-hmm. and eating it next right. to the stand or sitting down in a park or something. And it's kind of grown just beyond just that. And you can yeah. find them most anywhere. The, the Würstelstand, the Viennese Würstelstand is really something very, how should I say, it's a phenomenon. Yeah. Because it's phenomenon also culturally, not because of the food in, in particular, but because of what kind of people you meet there. Mm. There's one famous one that's right, right behind the opera house. Yeah. So if you go there at the right time of, in the day, like, or like after the opera is, is, is done, you might find people that were wearing tuxedos, but you will also find people there like maybe are homeless yeah. or people are not very rich. And like the rich and the poor, they all meet at the Würstelstand. Hmm. And sometimes, especially if, <laughs> once they had enough beer, they have all kind of uh, like philosophical conversations happening. Like they talk about life and death. Yeah. And all the important questions that they are to ask in one's existence. Kind of like our podcast. Kind of like a podcast, yeah. Because <laughs> Michael is wearing a tuxedo right now. Yeah, I come in a tuxedo and I'm very wealthy. And I look like a homeless person. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're going to keep going. Keep going, keep going. Uh. This, this is something that's, that lots of people have also observed when they visit Vienna. I mean, of course, there's, there's different classes of people. You know, people are rich and poor and anything in between. But if you want to meet someone from a different class of society, you know, society standard, if you want to meet them, probably the Wurstelstand is the place to go. You're more likely to run into yeah. somebody. Um, 
Yeah, because even the mayor of Vienna sometimes, you know, we say, sure. like, I'm just going to grab a, a sausage from here from the Würstelstand. Plenty of nice Würstelstands near the Rathaus. Yeah, that's the place to go. All right. One more question. Oh, boy. Do you know, and I, th I think you know because you've been here long enough, have you ever had Berner Würstel? Berner Würstel, of course. Yes. Can you describe it? What, what is Berner Würstel? It's a, it's a cheese stuffed sausage with bacon wrapped around it. It's like paradise Sausage, yeah, it's sausage the most paradise. American thing ever. <laughs> like wrapped in bacon, <laughs> cheese inside. Yeah. What's funny, and all, I also found this out just lately. So we have Frankfurter sausage. We have Wiener, Viennese sausage. Yeah. And Bern, of course, is a city in Switzerland. Okay. And I always thought it was invented maybe in, in Switzerland. Yeah, it's not. It's actually, it's not. Uh oh. I always thought it referred to what it did to your stomach. <laughs> Banned it. <laughs> it bans, <laughs> really, it bans, it bans so much after you eat it. Uh, Maybe nope. not that. No, that's not. Why is it named this? Usually there's one, there's two reasons why or how you name things in back in the tradition. It's either the place where it's from or the person who invented it. Okay. And so for some funny reason in history, there was a guy called Erich Berner. And he lived in Zell am See, which is in Salzburg, so it's okay, yeah. in Austria. And in the 1950s, he thought, hey, I'm going to cut up a Frankfurter Viennese sausage, fill it with some cheese, wrap some bacon around it, and then... I feel like we're skipping a step. What? We have the Käsekreiner. Oh, yeah, the Käsekreiner. So I feel like, like in the natural progression of these sausages, yeah. it should have gone Frankfurter, stuff it with cheese... And then wrap it in bacon. Is that how it happened? Or do we know anything about the Kaiser? Well, the Kaiser Krein, as a matter of fact, is a, a place, a, a town. Really? Where is it? Again, is it Slovenia? I forgot. Slovenia. Slovenia. Yeah. But of course, at that time when it was invented, it was part, it was part of, of Austria, Empire. of the Austrian Empire, which makes it an Austrian thing again. Who can yeah, say? Of course. So Kaiser Kreiner has to do with Krein, but Berner Würstel have to do with this guy, this cook called Berner, yeah. Erich Berner. And he just said, I need some new kind of sausage. And I'm not sure if he used the Käsekreiner for that or if he just... Yeah, that's the question to ask because I'm curious. I mean, the natural progression is going from cheese stuff to then like, okay, we're going to wrap this in bacon. Yeah, that's just that's, the, the ends. That's how things happen. Of all things. Yeah, yeah. Like, you wrap it in bacon, it's going to be better. Right. Okay. Yeah, but... Käsekreiner. Käsekreiner, Berner, Berner Vestel, Wiener... Debrecener? Debrecener, yeah. Is that from Debrecen? Is Debrecen? Also, that's in, yeah. Debrecen. That's in Hungary. Is it? It's Debrecen, but is that different than Debrecen? Well, that's just a German word for it. Man, I was in Debrecen last, last summer, and I don't yeah. think I had a Debreziner sausage. Well, I don't know if they're even called Debreziner sausage in Debrecen, because, like I said, you couldn't they're have... called sausage? You couldn't have a, a Wiener Wurst like that, like yeah, a the Frankfurt same situation. In, in Vienna. So maybe it was somebody from Debrecen moved to Vienna. So that I have not looked up yet. But are we becoming a sausage podcast? I think we'll stick with the schnitzel. <laughs> I think we're gonna go now, wrap some bacon around some schnitzel because mm. nobody really has done that before. Has it? Bacon wrap. I mean, that's kind of kind of backwards, but that's kind of like a cordon bleu. It's kind of the like cordon bleu. But what if you wrap a cordon bleu in bacon? Then batter it, then deep fry it. Could be onto something. This, I think your stomach's going to burn. Man, stay tuned because we're <laughs> heading to the kitchen. We are now becoming a cooking podcast. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
Well, with that, let's bring the first episode of the Schnitz and Giggles podcast to a close. Thanks for joining us as we talk about life in the land of Schnitzel. And I guess sausage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of funny. The first episode wasn't actually focused at all on Schnitzel, but at least we had the giggles. We sure did. <laughs> yeah, we did. There you have it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Guten bye bye. Thanks for listening to this Schnitz and Giggles episode. Remember to follow and subscribe if you want more content like this from the Edelweiss Crackers. Don't be shy about commenting or leaving feedback. Until next time. So long. Farewell. Good Wiedersehen. Bye-bye.